You are listening to Smaller on the Outside, the first, best, and only 24 podcast that you just can't miss. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com. following takes place between 11 p.m. and 12 a.m. on the day after my birthday. Is that right? Well, sort of. My name Did is... Did I miss it? <laughs> Welcome to the Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast, the first, the best, and the only 24 podcast that you just can't miss. I actually think that's true. I think we really are the only 24 podcast. You should check on that. We can answer that question next time. All yeah, right. yeah. My name is Dave, and I am the CTU agent this evening, and with me as always is the analyst. The Andy. Nope, the analyst, <laughs> who is named Andy. Oh. If you weren't here last time, we're talking about 24 this season. Uh, last episode was all about day one, and this season, this episode's all about day two. Before we get into that, let's talk some announcements. First and foremost, Smaller on the Outside is now on Stitcher Radio. The difference between Stitcher and other podcast listeners is, well, it's better, for one. Stitcher's like iTunes. You know, podcasts have to actually apply to exist in the list, but it's exclusively also made just for podcasts, making Stitcher almost like an exclusive club. We recommend you get Stitcher if you don't already have it, and subscribe to us on there. There's a link to it. On our website. Is Stitcher an app? It's an app and it's a website, uh, but it's mostly, yeah, powered through apps on both the Android and iOS store. So I could get it on my phone? Yes. Okay, cool. You can get it on your phone, tablet, whatever. Um, second of all, as far as sharing our podcast goes from social media sites, we've pretty much limited it to Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. And this week we received our first ever comment. For smaller on the outside. Doesn't mean our first ever listener, okay? We get lots of listeners. People just don't comment. But we had our first. We encourage you to comment, please. Yes, yes, we do, because we like. As talking. long as you don't spoil us. You don't spoil us. Uh, but we had our first comment on Reddit uh, from CRB Side Profit 13, or I think it's Curbside Profit 13, who said, quote unquote, this is awesome. I'll be an avid listener. Just glad to hear people talking about 24 again. Well, thank you for uh, for listening to us. We always uh, enjoy when when uh, we make a difference in people's lives. <laughs> Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll we'll try to uh, be awesome again today. In our last episode, we were talking about the Super Bowl and how the the first preview for uh, Twenty Four Living Night of the Day was going to be, be airing, and we weren't sure really if it was a good idea to watch it. I ended up watching it, and I can say it wasn't spoilery. I mean, to a degree it was, but to only to it the point... It spoils you on the location and possibly on maybe what's going to happen in the beginning of the series. Yeah, it's, uh, basically what happened is throughout the game there was these 15-second previews of really close-up slow-motion shots of random things like a broken piece of glass, you know, somebody cocking a gun, um, kind of an explosion in far-off background. Anyways, it all basically was leading up to a main commercial for 24 Live Another Day, which, by the way, is not actual footage of the show. You could tell it's promotion stuff, plus it's slow motion, and the show's all about real time, so it's obviously all promotional. 
things. It's basically, here's an explosion, you don't know what's really going on, and then, then Jack and Chloe show up, and he looks at something off screen, and he shoots at it while screaming, basically what Jack would do. All it was trying to do was hype you up for 24. Like, if you're a fan of 24, it'll hype you up, no matter what. Um, it doesn't really tell you much of anything, though. It's not actual footage. There is, there is commercials, though, for 24, is that right? It's the same commercial. It's the same commercial over and I'm over again? I'm pretty sure. I, I, I've been watching American Idol, and I'm skipping through the commercials. I keep seeing Jack Bauer and Chloe. So, yeah. Okay. I think it's the same shot from the official trailer. And also, on announcements, uh, this podcast releases on the 17th, and my birthday was the 16th. So, happy birthday to me, uh, and I must have to say that that is definitely relevant for smaller on the outside. Is it now? Uh-huh. Yep. So, how do I subscribe on this thing? And and the uh, analyst, Andy, over here, just subscribed to us on Stitcher as we are talking. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, before we talk about Season 2, let's talk about... Um, what we thought, uh, yeah, what we thought season two would be. Like we talked a little bit about this on our last episode. Season two, we thought was either going to be like immediately after day one, and it would be kind of um, taking place right after that. And we we'd have to figure out more about Nina's backstory of who she's working with and blah 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 blah. Obviously, that didn't go on because people needed this. Twenty four tends to have cliffhangers that get partially resolved and partially unresolved almost every single like time that there's a cliffhanger like that. There's some main ones, though. Yeah. Other ones kind of get lost. Um, but then I did read that it was an official um, plan at one point to have Season 2 have each episode take place in one day. That was one of the official plans before they scrapped it and turned it back into what they wanted for uh, Season 1. Mm. They actually wanted to do that, and they're like, nah, we can't do that. We have to do what season one did, or else it's inconsistent. And really, if they did that, uh, 24 wouldn't have lasted as long as no. it did. Because they would have just went back on what they wanted to do. I understand the point of that in real life, to you know, from the start of learning about a terrorist attack to the end of stopping that terrorist attack. It's probably going to take more than 24 hours. It's probably going to take quite a while. So yeah. I understand the idea behind that, but... Yeah. There's, there's a special quality to the show that that really needs to be in that form. Um, obviously. Yeah, so I'm glad they didn't do that, and they finally came up with uh, Season 2. Uh, and so we could talk about Season 2 or Day 2, um, or the as the friend's title would put it, the one with the bomb. <laughs> there's a nuclear device. Under terrorist control, it's on U.S. soil. Oh my God. What we're up against today, none of us can walk away from. NSA wants us to bring in Jack Bauer. I trusted everybody here at CTU to protect my wife, and I lost her. I know, Jack. I was there. 100 square miles would be irradiated within seconds. This bomb is going to go off today. You mean it killed your wife? I don't want you anywhere near her. She's going to tell us everything she knows. I want the case. I know how she thinks. My wife, that's what you took from this world, man. That's what you took from me and my daughter. I know you trust Jack Bauer implicitly, but he's obviously suffered some kind of emotional collapse. You think I'd really sentence millions of people to death just for the satisfaction of killing her? I will do what I have to do. 
We have evidence that's been confirmed by every expert on the payroll. Everyone except Jack Bauer. If there's the slightest chance that that thing is not genuine, you have a responsibility. You can't go lecture me on responsibility, Jack? I mean, come on. We both know how you work. Have your team ready to move on my signal? You consider going against the grain some kind of a virtue. What can I say? The guy's a little crazy. Didn't have to be like this, Jack. Never meant for it to be personal. It felt pretty personal when you killed my wife. These four men sat in the same room and conspired to detonate a nuclear bomb on U.S. soil. We'll be calling for an emergency session of Congress, during which I'll be asking them for a formal declaration of war. Simultaneous ground assault against the three countries result in 10 to 30,000 American casualties. Good to come to this. I know who you are. I know everything that you've done. Tell me where the bomb is! You are wasting my time. You are the one. Wasting time. I woke up today knowing I would die. I'm worried that we may be moving too fast. Do you believe the president's capable of doing the hard thing? The right thing? I don't think you can justify killing millions of innocent civilians. People have to die for things to change. We're talking about innocent people! How many of them are gonna have to die for you today? Those men will kill your family if you don't tell me where the bomb is now. I despise you for making me do this. I promised myself I was going to see this through to the end. Bowers chasing a ghost. We are going to war. Maybe talking about World War III. Uh, okay, because that's relevant. <laughs> Everybody likes a Friends title. Oh, I see. You would know if you were actually a Friends fan, all right? I watched all ten seasons of Friends. I I will watch it if it's on, you know, like repeats and nothing else, you know, I'm just... But you... The TV's on. It's, it actually follows a structure and arc that you have to follow. Yeah, well. Anyways, uh, before day two happens, um, there there is uh, a few things that are set up right in the beginning of the show. You find out that Jack has been retired for a while and he has a big old beard. Uh, you know, he's pretty much depressed that Terry's still dead and, Still dead. Uh, yeah. Wow, he expected her to, to be coming back to life, I guess. Uh, you have not seen this show, apparently. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, I see. People who do come back from the dead. Um, <laughs> and that is relevant. That is relevant. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also because Kim is uh, not living with him anymore because she's actually she's li- she's a live-in she nanny. She quit school. Yeah, and became a live-in nanny. She she quit high school and she became a, a live-in nanny with a couple people called uh, Gary and Gary Matheson. Gary Matheson and I forget the mom's name. Don't know. Don't care. They yeah. weren't very important. Gary uh, wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Gary and Megan. She's she's living with them. Um, and the funny thing is, the guy who plays Gary Matheson is currently on the show Revolution, where he plays a character named Miles Matheson. That's right, he's the same character. He's the twin of <laughs> Gary Matheson. Well, Miles Matheson's a little bit nicer, although his history is similar. Right. He was, he was like, uh, anyone is the butcher or something. Yeah, <laughs> the, the butcher. Um, <laughs> the, uh, 
Kim uh, blames Jack for Terry's death, obviously, so that's why she doesn't like to talk to him. She She's ignoring him as much as humanly possible, and she's doing that job. Uh, Palmer, we find out, is president, and he's enjoying a vacation at Lake Oswego, Oregon, because he has to be in the same time district as Los Angeles. At least that's what they think at this point in the show. It's easier to do because if you're on you know, Los Angeles and Washington, D.C., then you've got to deal with different um, time zones, meaning like it might be dark in Washington, D.C. and still light out in Los Angeles. So that would be more difficult to keep track of the time zones, but eventually they do get to that. We have some new CTU agents. Uh, one's name was Shell Dessler. That's the one you're going to know for the, pretty much the rest of the series, but not really. She, uh, yeah. Um, and then a, a couple others was, were Paula and Carrie. Uh, and Paula was in the first Paula act. Paula was in that? Paula was in the first act. Carrie was in the oh, second okay, act. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. Carrie sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paula was all right. Um, and finally, uh, to bring you up to speed for what's going on, uh, there's a, this random family called uh, the, the Warners who are preparing for a wedding ceremony in the next few hours. And it's interesting because the show starts out and we're just following these Warners, these Warner family all around, and we're like, who the heck crap? If you, if you haven't seen the se season before, you're like, who are these people? What does this have to do with everything else that's going on? Because seemingly, there doesn't seem to be any any connection to... Right, the, they're just the, random family. Yeah. They're like, it's going to... It'll come around I mean, and they'll unless explain you're, it. Unless you're racist and you're seeing this... this uh, this what was his name? Reza. Reza guy, and you're like, oh, he's a terrorist. You know, that's right. that's the racist thing to say. But you know, All right. other other than that, I wouldn't see any logical connection at, at the first. Right. So it's it's not until probably at least uh, t at least three episodes before you actually see anything really. Yeah, the 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 season starts off with the threat of the nuclear bomb somewhere in Los Angeles. All right, so CTU's main objective was to bring Jack Bauer back. He's been retired, but they need him now because he actually knows one of the uh, witnesses that could help them find this bomb. And he said, "No, I'm not going to do it. I'm retired." And all he really cared about was getting Kim out of the uh, bomb trajectory. And he said he would actually join CTU again. If they promise to get, uh, <laughs> if they promise to get Kim out of the way, and they promise to do that, so he uh, he joined their team. Um, uh, he so he and then he needed a hacksaw. Yeah, well, he kills. He, <laughs> there's one witness that's uh, set to testify against this terrorist cell called Second Wave, and if he testified, he'd go free. But he's such a bad man. And was he was he testifying against second second wave or was it? I don't know if it was second wave. It was some other group. I think the the group that that um they were investigating. I don't know if they were second wave specifically. I I forget, but I know it had to lead to that. It might have been. He I don't, was I don't connected. Exactly. Well, second wave knew who he was. Then they wanted him dead, yeah. for sure. Uh, so Jack kills him. In CTU, takes out a gun, shoots him in the heart, and he's and he says, "I'm gonna need a hacksaw." He cuts his head off. He cut he cuts this guy's head off because what he's trying to do is uh, go undercover into Second Wave, which I guess he was undercover at one point in his life before. Um, of course, he always knows who the bad guy is. <laughs> he always knows who the bad that, guy is. That is a, a recurring theme from here from here on. Yes, uh, actually, no, it was in season one too, sort of. 
he didn't know who the bad guys were. Well, yeah, he did. He knew the Drazens, uh, but he also knew Palmer. Or... He definitely knows who the bad guy is in next season, too. I know that for sure. Yeah, I know that, too. Um, so he cuts off this guy's head, and he does that so he can go undercover and prove that, you know, he's for their cause, for sure. So he does that, and he's immediately brought in some of the groups to people don't think he's worth it and some do he joins their crew and their crew immediately in this i think it's the end of the second or third episode they blow up ctu and i don't know if it's that quickly i it think might, it is it i be. think it's the third episode actually and he's forced to watch them blow him up he tries to stop it but he's unable to and, he, and they kill dozens of ctu agents including paula i think it's like 30 some by the end yeah that was that was actually the death of Paula. She wasn't in very much. She actually she didn't die in the blast. She well, it's the blast that kills her immediate, uh, not immediately, but well, no, she eventually. she would have lived if they had allowed her to be sedated and treated properly. But, but George because, Mason yeah, wanted, yeah, okay. George Mason needed some information from her, so she died because they wouldn't let her treat her, wouldn't let them treat her. Anyways, his undercover work with the uh, second wave eventually uh, pays off because uh, after he kills off the people he was ar around him in the second wave, he finds out that one of the uh, people that sold CTU's uh, blueprints to the second wave was Nina Myers before uh, she was put into prison. Right, right, right. And I guess because she's a fan favorite or whatever, you know, they brought her back. So then it goes and. Jack decides that you know he has to work with Nina because he knows how she works best, and but secretly he just wants to kill her. Of course. But she can find out where where the bomb is because she's got you know her evil um, connections and whatnot, uh, and she does get the location of the bomb. But she uh, secures her own life, and she actually gets future permission from David Palmer to kill Jack. But well, that no, doesn't. No, she train. gets she gets um, immunity. For the future crime of the murder of Jack Bauer. Yes. Now this is this is funny because I was thinking this whole time there's something they could have done with this, but they didn't. They didn't even. It might be season three. No, 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 no. I'm saying there's something they could have done with this um, this immunity that they didn't even really think about or didn't really do in the season. Is what they could have done is yes, she has immunity for the murder of Jack Bauer. But she could have been arrested for the attempted murder of Jack Bauer. Because attempted murder is technically a different crime than murder. That's just weird. I don't know. I think it's a loophole. That's more, that, that's more of a comedy uh, technique than a drama like 24. No, I think it's a loophole that would, like, in legal terms, might actually work. Anyways, sure. after she gives the information that helps them find the bomb, she's taken into custody before she can kill Jack. And then the... The show keeps going, and then Jack runs into uh, Kate. Basically, uh, Kate's Kate Warner has a sister named Marie, and she's marrying Reza, who is a British man of Arab descent. Uh, Kate runs a background check on Reza because she thinks he's stealing from her dad. And what the secure the, the background check finds out that he has some kind of tie uh, to terrorist activity. And then, well, Reza later admits that it, it wasn't him; it was actually Kate's father. Who, uh, Bob. Was, Bob Warner. Yeah, who was doing the illegal activity. Who also is, um, he was Jack Shepard, Christian Shepard in Christian Shepard in Lost. And, uh, well, it turns out this guy's, like, not CIA, but, uh... Does freelance work for the CIA. He doesn't work as a CIA agent, but he works for the CIA occasionally. 
Right. Uh, but it actually turns out it's n neither Bob or Reza. It's actually Kate's sister, Marie, who's doing the terrorist things, and she's working for this Syed Ali character. Now, did you remember from the beginning of the season that it was going to be Marie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Immediately. I wasn't yeah. sure if you if you remembered that or not, but I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, the second season. At first, one... I was thinking it might have been Kate, but that was only for like a few. Like ah, a few no, no. minutes, and then I switched back. Season to two Marie. used to be my favorite season out of the bunch, so I knew like this is one of uh, the ones that I know the most about. Was that before some of the more recent seasons, or was that after watching the entire series? It's, well, it's actually uh, now that I think about it, it's mostly my favorite, one of my favorite seasons because of the first act. The second act was kind of boring. Yeah, the second act is a little disappointing. Anyways, uh, when Jack runs into Kate, but that that's kind of common. In 24, the second acts sometimes are not quite as good as the first acts, but just because it's the, true, the main goal of what you, what the season prepares you for is over with. But sometimes it gets more and more intense, and those seasons are some of the best. Right. Um, yeah. So Jack uh, runs into Kate, and though this is not lost, <laughs> and he uh, she helps him find Syed Ali and Marie, and then Jack interrogates Marie, and that's where the famous where is the bomb? Comes from. Because <laughs> um, he says it about a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's totally a good drinking game right there. <laughs> um, but anyways, the bomb does go off. No, I'm listening. Uh, I think we skipped a few vital points. Uh, 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 they, George, they Mason, George Mason, in investigating the bomb, he gets poisoned right, by this radiation. Is, this is one of the subplots I have later. Uh, later. He does get poisoned. But this happened earlier. Yeah, radioactive. Yeah, not radioactive. Yeah, it's uh. Oh uh, yeah, he, he, he went gets to poisoned. investigate something that popped up on their radar because he was trying to escape the blast, but he got a call and he had to go investigate this thing. Yeah. And it turns out, um, it's where the bomb was being set up. The bomb initially. was being built here, and the glass container that was containing all the radiation exploded, and he got plutonium all over him. Yeah, and, and so he, he got radiation poisoning. He was gonna die. Yeah, that within, same day. within the next twenty-four hours. Uh. <sighs> Even though they said he could have a week, he kept assuming it was just going to be a day. It was totally going to be a day. But basically, <laughs> uh, that part of the subplot, you know, he had to say goodbye to his son and la la la. But what was important is that he was he was going to be the one that flies the nuclear bomb into a canyon Jack to save the day. Jack said no because he didn't think uh, there was a possibility that George Mason was going to, um, you know die before he could actually pilot it which i think was a slim chance but i think jack probably just had a death wish and that's kind of why he went ahead yeah with it. jack wasn't feeling so good about terry's death and kim hating him and all that so he was like i'm gonna fly this plane anyways but george mason <laughs> pops up from behind him and says hey jack and shoves him out the plane <laughs> <laughs> with a with a parachute yes but but uh, Jack waits until the last four, four minutes. Four now minutes. That that <laughs> I thought was just a little ridiculous. Four minutes away from the blast, and Jack's gonna be just fine from a nuclear blast. Yeah. We yeah. calculated it out, and what was it gonna be like if if the plane was going three hundred miles an hour? He was gonna be like 20, 20 miles away or something. Is a Cessna really going three hundred miles an hour? I don't know. Those those planes are. Uh, slower than regular planes so i don't i don't really know but we calculated it wasn't going to be very far basically jack wouldn't have survived anyways but the bomb does go off and uh nobody's actually hurt other than Jason, now that would be uh, about george if, mason if, if if the plane was going 300 miles an hour then he would have been 20 miles away from the blast 
and I'm sorry, but did you see that blast radius thing they did in the first episode? Yeah. Jack would not have been okay. I think they were trying to make it so he's hiding behind that mountain. So Yeah, they're saying like... the mountain maybe shielded him, but still, come on. I think he should have jumped out like 10 minutes before the blast at least. Right. So it was kind of iffy there. I, th I think they just wanted to get a good shot. give a good shot of the bomb. <laughs> That's about it. But that was the end of George Mason, unfortunately. Good guy. Uh, well, his son Jim Carrey will be sad. <laughs> he he was a he was a good guy in the end. In uh, the end, yes. The first like the first season, and well, no, actually, he 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 was stubborn, but in the end, he usually made the right decisions. I think. Yeah, I think sometimes so. he he's not as bad as um as Ryan Chappelle. Right. Uh, but that was the end of Act 1, and Act 2 goes into finding out why the bomb even existed in the first place. And we're uh, immediately uh, introduced to this audio recording of Syed Ali conspiring with three leaders. We're actually uh, introduced to this before um, the bomb actually goes off, too. Yeah, uh, there's th these three leaders in three different Middle Eastern countries that we have no idea which countries they are. They specifically never address the titles of the countries. From the beginning of the season, actually, he calls up this prime minister of this unknown Middle Eastern country. And later on, there's these three Middle Eastern countries. They never specifically say what countries they are. I think, you know, to avoid issues, you know, legal yeah. issues or something. Basically, <laughs> what's going on is they find this audio recording of Syed Ali conspiring with these three leaders about... Uh, blowing the bomb up on U.S. soil, and then the president has pretty much no other choice but to pretty much create a World War III based off of this audio recording. Um, and by the way, the audio recording, what it was, was basically an insane text-to-speech program with artificial intelligence and the apparent ability to fluctuate vocal patterns to simulate emotion that can stump even the highest sound experts in the nation. <laughs> yeah. Was it? I mean, did they... Yeah, I guess it was, because they did use yeah. that later on. They do but, use it later on, which explains what it is. Yeah, they said there were source recordings that they edited together. That's what they were saying all the way up to the end, and then in the end, they kind of switched that around. The The idea is the tape was fake, um, and so what was trying to happen is these people, whoever were responsible for the bomb second wave, were trying to cause the president to start a war, because that war would make their oil prices uh, go up, and they would get a lot more money out of it. Yeah. Basically, Michelle thinks the recording is a fake because Syed Ali tells her, and he tells Jack, that this is not my voice. I don't know how they did this, but it's fake. It's fake. Everybody in the world thinks it's real, but Jack and Michelle. So Jack investigates, trying to figure out, uh, find proof of how this thing is fake and whatever. But meanwhile... Palmer waits for this proof, and his uh, colleagues are growing tired of his waiting when he should be acting towards this proof that these three countries uh, delivered this bomb into the country. I think it's a little ridiculous that they're about to bomb these countries just, you know, five hours after the bomb went off. That's a little ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, but the thing is, these people, everybody, the vice president, the the chief of staff, Ryan Chappelle, <laughs> all these people basically seem like they wanted to go to war. I don't know if they were racist. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm saying these guys, you know, we got your Mike's chief of staff guy um, and the vice president and everybody in the cabinet 
really, 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 really. And, uh, and their mom. The head of the all... NSA. I'm These... saying everybody in, and their mom wanted war. They yeah. really wanted and war. And the president is the only guy who's speaking reason here, and Jack Bauer, of course. And they're they're saying uh, you cannot go to war if you if you don't have enough evidence. And if there's just a slight possibility that the evidence that you do have is fake, you've got to investigate before even sending the troops off because that is just ridiculous to send it off uh, when there's a possibility that everything you think about these countries could be false. You're you're sent you're going to attack these possibly mm -hmm. innocent countries, and they don't care. They're like, oh, you know, we gotta do this war. They're like, if we don't have a surprise attack, then we're gonna lose more American lives when we attack them later. Well, we're not gonna attack them later if they're innocent. Basically, so. they were all convinced the audio recording was real because all the experts in the world said it is. Even and the authentication is never 100 percent, and that was the only piece of evidence they had. Yeah, and the only thing that said oh no it's not is you know basically jack bauer he's like no it's not and they're all like ah that's just jack bauer and palmer's like i trust jack i'm gonna wait for this and that led to all the people in his cabinet conspiring against him and and uh they evoke invoke whatever the 25th amendment uh to get him out of his presidency they do this whole vote i mean they, it was used improperly like the president says it's only supposed to be used for people for if the president has like like cancer and his mind can't function or or uh you know or maybe he was in a coma or something like that like uh if reagan was continuing to go on as president after he he actually ended in real life he would have had that um that alzheimer's disease and that would have compromised his ability to become to do to make decisions so that would have been a good place to actually use that but just because you disagree with his his choices that doesn't give you the right to take over his position right um and this whole whole time that they're having this vote palmer who is the president of the united states apparently was his own lawyer because when they pulled out witnesses who uh, spoke against him he asked them questions and i'm thinking for a leader of our country <laughs> i think our leader of the country at least would have a lawyer <laughs> He did, he had, he had a lawyer. But then again... That was later, though. Then again, then again, he had no problem also interrogating tortured subjects. <laughs> he does yeah. that, too, on his uh, time off. He's, uh, he's pretty good. Anyways, while they're doing that, Jack keeps on running the into... The only thing I would say Palmer did wrong in this entire season is he tortured. I don't think torture is the best way... He did get his answers, but... Torture is probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, we're not supposed to. I think it's illegal in our country. Yeah, so. it's illegal. And uh, <laughs> he just kind of said, yeah, you were tortured, but that's because you weren't giving us our information later on. So uh, he's not, he doesn't have the best opinion on torture. Yeah. But everything else, he's a pretty smart guy, and he knows what he's doing. Anyways, this whole time they're having that vote, and, and then kind of voting him out of presidency. Um, Jack just keeps on running into more and more problems. Uh, as the war draws near, and he finds out the whole bomb thing had to do with the uh, oil tycoon Peter Kingsley, played by uh, Tobin Bell. And every single time I saw him, I had to say, I want to play a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was before that, though, right? Yeah. I just I didn't really understand the whole oil thing and how that had to do with nuclear... Uh, well, if you if you start a war in the Middle East, that's where a lot of our oil comes from, and so... 
it'll be harder to get that oil out of the, those countries, and so, so the prices have to, will have to be more expensive. So and would then, they have to go to him for oil? No, he owns the oil over there. He owns some of the oil over there, so he would be able to charge higher prices. Because oh, I see. Be... This is the oh, okay. This is the plot line to Goldfinger. Okay, I, I don't know. I didn't see that. Oh, basically, it's the same thing, but with gold. They uh they get they they blow up or they they make um they have like a nuclear explosion at uh Fort Knox yeah and they make the radiation make the gold you can't t touch it so they they go to him mm. because he he also has gold and they make him then pay him more for it so this was the plot to Goldfinger got it's it it's basically artificially increasing the worth of the oil so that he will get more mm -hmm. money for it. Yeah, that's a common theme, actually, in James Bond. Yeah. They've done it a few times. But basically, yeah, they find out that Peter Kingsley, so Jack gains the proof about this uh, audio recording being fake about five minutes before the first bombs are dropped in this war, war, World War Three thing. After that, Palmer gets his presidency back. He doesn't fire anybody that voted him out, which was a... Stupid, stupid choice. And uh, by the very, very end of this second day, um, Palmer holds a press conference, and Mandy from season one shows up, right? Out of nowhere. She's been working with these bad guys all along. It's just like Nina coming back all over again. And she, she's like, hey, Palmer, Palmer. And she now, shakes his hand, and we're all like, why is she shaking his hand? And she pulls out. She, she's got this, uh, She's got this plastic, rubbery... The like poison ivy thing on her hand that she peels off. I think and, it's a virus of some kind. And then she, it turns out whatever she sh shook his hand with, it affected him, and he fell to the ground in pain. And that's pretty much how the season ends. And we all have no idea what the heck's going on. If it's oh great, it's it's time she to kill Palmer. She either burned him or she infected. It's got to be something. infection. It's got to be. And uh, because burning him wouldn't make him pass out. No. Uh, again, it's like an assassination attempt on Palmer. It's like season one all over again. Well, if you pay attention in season one, the Drazens say, uh, or no, it was, uh, it wasn't the Drazens, it was, um... Spider-Man? Oh, Gaines. Gaines, okay. Gaines tells Mandy, we have another job for you coming up soon. I think he says this summer... But it that, it could be connected to this possibly. We don't it's know. Way for after sure. though, it's not the it's, same time frame. It's not. It's not the same summer, but it's it's a year later, and so it's it's possible it could be related to that. I felt like this guy that they were that called up Mandy on the boat seemed like he may have connections to Gaines or the Drazens. Uh, yeah. He seemed like that same kind of terrorist type person. Anyways, I think you were saying that this is answered. This question about his hand problem is answered in the video game. I don't know if PlayStation it's answered, 2. but it's addressed more in the game than it ever is in because the show. Because the game takes place between season 2 and 3. Right. I think they do address it in the show slightly. Like, he just looks like he looks down at his hand like, ow, or something later on in this next, next season or something. But I think it is addressed in the game, 24 the game for PlayStation 2. Um, we're going to actually check out... There's um, all the cutscenes are available on YouTube. Yeah, we've played the game before, but this we has have. been forever ago. It's because it's PlayStation 2. Yeah, I, I when I first got my PlayStation 3, it it was one of the original models that had PlayStation 2 capabilities, so I played the game on there. But it's been a long time, and I don't really remember the story at all. 
uh, we, we looked at it and it's, it looked like it started out on a boat similar to where that guy was talking to Mandy on. So I don't know. There, there I think there is a connection. It start out on a boat. It starts off on a big cargo ship. Now that was the first level. I was talking about the first cutscene. Oh, I don't know. I, we're gonna have to go through the cutscenes of that. It's, it's, it's obviously not gonna be stitched together amazingly. 80, 80 minutes, 85 minutes uh, of cutscenes for that game. So that all that 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 tells a story that happens in between seasons two and three. They're they're all available on YouTube. We also have a DVD somewhere where we made them ourselves, but uh, I don't know where that is, so right. if we can't find that, we'll have to watch so, the crappy quality YouTube version. And after that, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll come back uh, with our next episode in a couple weeks talking about what we uh, saw on the 24 game uh, cutscenes. Yeah, we'll, men- we'll, we'll quickly mention that in our next podcast. I don't think we need to focus too much on it, because ne- next season we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. Right. So the subplots to this this show were uh, pretty good. Uh, we got our lovely Kim subplot, which is amazing. Oh, man, no, thank you. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I'll just quickly uh, address these things. Uh, first, she's babysitting for Megan with Gary and uh, Matheson. Uh, turns out she that this guy's crazy and kills his wife, and she's on the run from this... Well, he's he's an abusive person. He's an abusive person all around, but he does end up he he uh gives his daughter a um concussion, concussion and that's then he, why Kim runs away with the daughter to get out of and there. he he uh, he immediately kills the wife too uh so then because the wife tells the wife tells Kim to get out of there and later the wife actually calls Kim and says everything's okay bring bring Megan back or whatever and then we find out later she was killed, so she was probably being forced to say that to Kim. And then Kim was arrested for kidnap and murder, and then she resists arrest after assaulting a police officer, and then there's that whole cougar episode everybody complains about, and I, don't, I think that's the one episode that Kim actually doesn't say a word in the entire episode. She's just kind of running through the woods, and then she runs into a tiger, and she's kind of freaked out, and she's looking at the tiger for about a half hour. Before she's uh, let free, and then she gets trapped with a creepy, lying psychopath that tells her the bomb has already gone off just to keep her company. Uh, she doesn't talk that whole episode. Yeah, I don't think she does. No. Uh, she gets taken hostage in a gas station, and then she gets arrested again. <laughs> and finally, at the end, she runs into Gary Matheson once more, whereupon. Uh, she kills him. She first kill, she ultimately right? puts two bullets in his chest per request of Jack, aka the Bauer Bauer Rite of Passage. Is that her first kill? Yes. Okay. I think so. I don't think she did. I don't think she killed anybody in the first season. I think Terry, Terry did. Yeah. Uh, but Kim didn't. But yeah, that was the Bauer Rite of Passage. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, shoot him in the chest, and then now shoot him again. Now shoot him again. <laughs> now I'm thinking. Now what's next? Now let's burn him alive. <laughs> or I guess dead, I guess. <laughs> yeah. While uh, he's still writhing in pain from his gunshot wounds, burn him. Now, another subplot was Palmer's uh, story. Uh, his Pretty much his whole cabinet wanted to take him out of office. Sherry included. Sherry was a big part of the season. She was actually one of the main stars. you, David. Yeah, she came back and she was doing the same thing just because she's pretty much a cast favorite. Uh, 
a fan favorite. Uh, and she was pretty much doing the same thing. I'm doing this all for you, but in reality, she's doing things for herself. I don't know about and you, then, but I could have been just fine without her. In this yeah, uh, <laughs> I could have dealt without her because what they tried to do with her, she, they they tried it to was make just her the same thing. But yeah, but they made it worse. They made yeah. her like a part of this whole bomb experiment. Yeah, it, it was a little too far. It started to not really make a whole lot of sense with Sherry. I mean, yeah. the first one made sense, you know. Yeah. She was kind of power she wasn't hungry. Evil. She wasn't working to bring a nuclear bomb, you know. It. The, bring... She wasn't evil. She just wanted to get into the White House by any means necessary. Yeah. And there's that story, and I don't think the Palmer story was all that important. For the most part, Jack was trying to find this bomb, and Palmer was just kind of sitting back and saying, Tell me a progress report, Jack, and that's pretty much it. I mean, other than that, his whole cabinet was trying to get him out of office, whatever. But his whole story was definitely not as, as important as the first season. Oh, yeah, obviously, because the first season was centered around him. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, the next uh, the subplot was obviously uh, George Mason dying yeah. and... and him dealing with that and uh, losing his hair and saying goodbye to his surfer son. I think they did a good <laughs> job redeeming George Mason yes, from they, the first season. First season, you're kind of... I actually think they redeem uh, Chappelle. Oh. I think they redeem him at the last episode of third, the third They probably season. do. In the first season, you kind of didn't like Mason. He was annoying, but he he wasn't bad. He, he made some bad decisions. He didn't trust Jack and stuff like that. But in the end, he he was okay of a character in season one. But I think in season two they really redeemed him because he he came to terms with you know dying and stuff like that. No, but yeah, but then what? Well, who you really do hate much more than you ever did Mason was Chappelle this season. Chappelle was just a jerk. Yeah. <sighs> I just want to punch that guy in the face. So did Jack in the end. He's like, I hold you personally responsible. You you are the man responsible for this death. If if it wasn't for Chappelle. This whole thing probably could have been solved at least four episodes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have Michelle being the Chloe of this season. Michelle was very, Michelle very was, important. Which, aside from Jack, if you don't count Jack, I think Michelle was the most important character of the season. I think she was, um, because this is what you expect out of Chloe every season, but Chloe just didn't exist yet. So, but her importance was really rare because when she comes out next season, whatever, it's mostly just her and Tony. Um, Tony, Tony does a good job too, but I think Michelle goes even further than Tony because a lot of times Michelle trusts Jack when Tony's like, "Just do your job." And <laughs> yes, just do your like job. at first, Tony's like, "No, we, you know, we're we got to do this thing. We got to help the president prepare for war," uh, just like Chappelle does later. But eventually, uh, Michelle does convince Tony to help, to help out, right. and then he then he kind of gets on her side. But I think for the most part, Michelle is almost always trusting of Jack the entire season and does a great job supporting him. It's not only that why she's important this season; it's also her uh, relationship with Tony that's springing out of nowhere, and it's also her <laughs> battle. That that'll her become, battle. Yeah, she's got a battle also with uh, Carrie, Carrie yeah. and she had a really important role this season, which yeah. is actually really impressive. But yet she was just a guest star. Yeah, she was a guest star. She was in every single episode. She had a lot of screen time in every episode, but she was just a guest star. Come this on. might actually be her like I don't know if this is her best 
season. It probably is. It probably is compared because uh, I think probably Chloe's probably coming up. I don't know if she's coming up next season. I think season Chloe's or next season. I think she is. Also, Jack and Chloe kind of does take over that. Role. There's also some uh, romantic interest thing going on with Jack and Kate, which is ridiculous. It's kind of weird. If you think about it, come on. Okay, Jack. With, uh, knew this person Nina, right? He knew her for years, and he trusted her completely. And she ended up being a terrorist, right? Okay. <laughs> so he should have trust issues, right? Now he meets this family, the Warners, who who are connected to terrorists. Are connected to terrorists. One of them is a terrorist. The other one, you know, has these shady dealings. The other one. Uh, had both of those two had shady dealings that they couldn't explain properly right away, and then Kate is related to those people. Who? Okay, so what should Jack be thinking? Okay, I shouldn't trust these people at all, just in case, because they are connected to terrorists. But no, he falls in love. <laughs> How cute. Well, I don't, it doesn't exactly say that. It more suggests that that could be something that's happening in the future. They don't ex exactly go out or anything or even suggest that possibility like they did with Tony and Michelle but they did make it seem like Kate wanted to go out with Jack yeah that's true and Jack trusted Kate. and especially that last conversation that Kate has with Kim uh about it's, a it's it's been it's it's been a while and like and then Kate says since your mom died and I was like, okay, this is obviously a hint towards what's to come. Or what? <laughs> I'm guessing that they wanted season three to have Kate officially. She's in one episode of season three. Yeah. But that's it. She's like giving Jack his. She's uh, in like uh, 30 seconds of a scene. Yeah, she's like giving Jack back his belongings, and she's done with. Um, but the last subplot that we have in this. I think they got the point that fans are like, okay, this is ridiculous. Don't do this. Because <laughs> uh, I actually liked Kate the first time I saw the season. Nothing back. I'm like, gosh, she's kind of annoying. The she's next the one actress. after the next one after Kate is uh, is probably not until season five, four, four or five. Um, it's what's her name? Audrey. Audrey. And the way they do that is handled much better. Like yep. it just starts out. They're already it's, it's already there. Yeah. That's why it makes a lot more sense. The su last subplot of season two had to do uh, with uh, Jack having heart problems after, you know, he, was get, he got killed a few hours earlier. Well, we forgot to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, he was tortured. <laughs> he was tortured and killed. They were looking for the uh, chip that proved that the audio recording was fake. That was in the second act. Mm -hmm. And uh, they tortured him so badly that he actually died. His heart stopped. And they had to bring him back. And ever after that, his heart was bad. And then... By season three on, they completely I feel like, like, ignore it. I feel like Jack is going to start medicating himself. With what, some kind of illegal drug? Yeah. I think so, like too. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> so that was season two, day two. How, what do we think about that in comparison to season one? It's tough. Um, There's still personal stuff there. It's just not as heavily put on by season one. None of the seasons are. It's not as... Uh, it's not trying so hard to be real time as the first season was. I think when they're, I think the stuff with George Mason is great. I think the stuff with Michelle is great, and I think the stuff with the threat of the oncoming nuclear possible nuclear blast is great. But after the blast goes off, it kind of it's not, not the second great. act is not as good as the first second act. Yeah. Um, but I will say that the nuclear bomb. Is such a better idea than a candidate 
assassination attempt. Oh yeah, that's for, definitely a terrorist the, attack. This is CTU. This is counterterrorism, and that is like a huge step up from season season one. Unfortunately, that's the problem. Is now where do you go from here? Because you already have a nuclear blast. It's like the biggest possible attack you can have. Multiple nuclear bombs. And now, <laughs> so I think the problem is twenty four needs to. They want to step it up, but they can't really step it up from nuclear blast. They just have to do something different. Yeah, and there's remember there's eight seasons. There's a lot of good stuff coming up soon. And every every even numbered scene uh, season of twenty four has to do with a nuclear attack of some kind. Nuclear? Yes. Dang. I think so. Okay, that's just pushing it too far. It's different kinds, but this is the bomb season. So this is the one you think of when you think of okay, this is the one with the nuclear bomb. Boom. Um, I don't think the other ones even touch it, but that's just me. I think they have their positives, but. I don't remember, but um, there's also that, and there's this is the season I think is better for Jack in general as what you expect to see from Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer is an action hero, and you can definitely tell that in this one a lot better than the first. You think so? I, it's more violent, in, it's in more action. In the first one, he's a little bit more of a detective. He's more human. He, he, he deals with things differently, but similar, but differently. In this one, he just doesn't care anymore because he lost his wife, and he's just, he's just violent. He just kills Especially people. Especially towards the beginning. The first episode, he just shoots the guy in the heart. You know, this guy, he, he's rough around the edges, but he's awesome. And this is the first season that you really see what you want to see from Jack Bauer. That's one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. There is something that I do like about Kim's story. And that's the Gary Matheson story. I like the yeah. balance. I like the balance between domestic terrorism and domestic abuse. Yeah, it's good. And that's the first act of the season was was really good. And then Kim just started running away because they had to have her in trouble. Like I liked um, the the aspect of Kim that I liked, um, even though I didn't like her always getting in trouble and getting in trouble and getting in trouble. The good thing that came from that is the fact that she couldn't get out of the blast zone because she kept getting pulled back into Los Angeles from, you know, getting from the cops or, or running from Gary Matheson or whatever. She she would, wasn't able to to escape properly like she wanted to because of all these things that kept happening. Yeah, I don't immediately dismiss her because a lot of people do, especially with season two, but a, I do like the beginnings of what her story had to offer. They just thought that they had to have her in trouble all the time, so this they had all this junk that she had to go through, and they actually, I believe, are read that they use season two as a base of what to avoid with Kim, because this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. She got in trouble a lot in the first season, but she was just trouble magnet in this one, and it was just kind of ridiculous. I think one thing that they could have done better um, with Kim is instead of having her, you know, grow mo emotionally distant from Jack and quitting school and stuff, and it. I think what they could have done is have her become more like Jack because of what happened to her. Like, it, it scarred her so much that she become less human, and maybe she, maybe she's criminal or something, you know? Something, like, yeah, more hardened Kim, I think, would have been cooler. Like, like at the yes. end, we saw, we saw her, her getting towards that with having to shoot the guy and I think um, they could she, she if, made her too much of a victim yeah she's too much of a victim I think if she was hardened um, more rough like Jack uh, not completely but I think it would have been a cool stepping stone towards bringing her into C2 by the end of the season or something 
and then that would have continued on later. I think that would have been a good idea. Yeah. The best yeah, the best part of this season had to do with pretty much the first act. The whole first act was amazing, I think. The second act had some really good moments, but for the most part it was slower. A lot Tobin slower. Tobin Bell was cool. Tobin Bell was awesome. He wanted to play games. I like the stuff, the the tension between a war's about to erupt and get this we need to get this evidence. I liked that tension that Yeah, that that, that was like the second threat. The second threat was that we're gonna start uh, we're, we're a gonna needless st- war. We're gonna start World War Three with three different countries. Yeah. Um that part was cool and I really do like the fact that they bumped that tension up for the I don't know if I would call it World War Three because we basically did that anyway in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's true. Um, but <laughs> this, this, I, this show predicted the uh, the war on terror. I think they did a pretty darn good job, actually, with uh, the tense um, buildup from the last, the second act, because Jack really did run into a lot of different obstacles trying to get this evidence. It kind of got over the top, like, really, really, it's gonna take that long. I mean, really, Sherry. Uh, but. Uh, they did uh, do a really good job at bringing tense all the way up to that last five minutes, like it was an episode of MacGyver, you know. So what? <laughs> MacGyver, you know, when he was defusing a bomb, the bomb always stops oh, okay. at number one, you know. Right, right, right. So I think you might be thinking of MacGruber. No, <laughs> MacGruber. No, MacGruber just blows up, right? Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. So uh, after this season, obviously, has that in in between game. We're gonna watch that for the next episode, which. Airs on the 24th of, not 24th, the 3rd actually of March. March 3rd. I was going to say 24th of February. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, but no, we're going we're gonna to talk about day three on March 3. There you go. There you go. Day three on March 3, we're also going to talk about the video game on PlayStation 2. For 24, the game was it on any other system or was it just PlayStation? Just PlayStation 2. That's 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 kind of sucks, sucks because it could have just gotten a, a computer, a PC game if they yeah, had. Yeah, if it. it was a PC game, we would have been able to actually just replay it, but we can't. Yeah, because the new PS3s don't have the ability to play PS. So it wasn't on GameCube or anything. Supposedly, there's rumors that the PlayStation 4 will get the ability to play PlayStation 2 games, but there's nothing confirmed about. Nothing that. confirmed yet. It would be on that streaming. It could be on the streaming, but they're saying it might also get the ability to play disc games too. So if you have a PlayStation 2, <laughs> go out and find uh, 24 of the game. I've actually played it. Uh, it's it's actually pretty cool. Uh, the controls are a little different from what you would. But it does it does expect. work as the real time idea at least as idea. It's well, not, not real time exactly, but it follows the same structure of the show. Yeah, there's gonna be things where it's like. You just skip 15 minutes there, but it still feels like 24. I don't feel like any... I don't there's like 50 levels in there. Yeah, there's there's 54 levels, I think, and it doesn't feel like anything gets skipped. I don't think it feels like anything gets skipped, but it might not be specifically real-time. It might take you longer than it would have in the show or something. What's cool is I don't remember the plot of yeah. this, uh, this game, uh, which is pretty cool because I, I like to Did be you surprised. actually play the full game? Yes. Yeah. I've played the full game before. Yep. And I mean, there's other games, like, on the mobile the stuff <laughs> that you can do. I think it's got, like, the same plot, I swear. It, you start on a cargo ship and everything. Really? Um, yeah, I think so. I think I started playing it on the iPad. They got it, you know, it's 8-bit, but, like, 
<laughs> or 16, I forget. Really? But uh, it's it, it, that it's might like, be cool. <laughs> kind of well, yeah. You you do headshots and everything. It's funny. But yeah, you can actually if you have that's probably your best bet because a lot of people don't have PlayStation 2 anymore. If you want to play any 24 game, you're probably gonna have to play the mobile one, which is on um, iOS. I'm not. I think it's also on Android. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but I think it is. I think it's on Android. I don't see anything. You don't see anything? Okay. Well, <laughs> or you could just, you know, you, one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to watch the Indian version of 24. I actually tried watching the first episode. They they speak like in a third of it's in English and the rest of it's in, you know, Indian. <laughs> Indian. It does, I think it's the plot of the first season though. And it's is got it? it's got the guy from season 8 who was, uh, who was working with yeah. Jack, which is cool, the Indian well, guy. I think they have uh, they probably have other twenty fours too, other than the Indian. No, sure. I don't think so. It's just that one. Yeah, and they're, I think we're working on the second season right now. That was day two. If you are Indian? Check that out. <laughs> Let us know how it is. <laughs> yes. Um, comment on us. Uh, we love to hear from you and uh, follow us on Stitcher on. WordPress, our WordPress site, by the way, again, is sotopodcast.wordpress.com. Our Podomatic site is sotopodcast.podomatic.com. Follow us on both of those, comment on all those. That'll be a whole bunch of fun. We are also on Twitter and Facebook. Again, Sotopodcast for the username. Hope to see you soon. We will talk to you again March 3rd for 24 podcasts, smaller on the outside. My name is Dave. I am the CTU agent. I am Andy, the analyst. <laughs> That's right. Roll out. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our website at sodapodcast.wordpress.com.